they thought it was all over. They thought we had stopped. We had given up. But no. Welcome back to another episode of The Shake It Show with your host, Double A and... As a slow hike of Double A. Yes, we are not over yet. Shake It Show is not history just yet. <laughs> we are pushing on. Absolutely. So, uh, Sankum Fraz, it's so good to see your face and to hear from you again. It's been a, it's been a while, man. It's been nearly a month. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we had a little bit of a, a life break, a little bit of a, you know, just to catch up with everything and uh, recharge your batteries, so to say, you know, so to speak. And um, yeah, I guess, I, I, you know what? Surprisingly, I think a lot has actually happened in that month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every month things happen in that sense. Um but I think it's strange because we usually mark it right every week with a quick update. So um, we've got a lot to go through this this episode. So we're going to have to be really quick on it to kind of keep it to schedule because, uh, you know, we've got like, we've got four weeks worth of content. Yeah, we really do. But, you know, um, yeah, let, let's fly through it. Let's, let, let's shake up lockdown. Let's shake up lockdown. What's happening in the lockdown front? Well, the big news is, I mean, I, I don't even believe it, but lockdown might be over. Right. I mean, that's... So the 19th of July in England, is that right? Yeah, and um, that's when they're going to say they're going to drop the two-meter rule, no more masks, anything, every business can open. And it looks like the same is on the cards for Scotland and Wales come 9th of August. So, wow, wow. I mean, I, I'll i be honest with you, definitely. I didn't think I'd see that day. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, other this is it. This is it. This is status quo forever. I mean, I, I, I'm completely convinced and my predictions are always wrong. So, um, you know, many of them are preserved on this show, but I'm completely convinced we'll be back in lockdown in winter. Oh, man. No, inshallah not. Because, uh, look, let's be honest, like, uh, there is a lot of apprehension about this. Uh, cases are rising rapidly in uh, England and Wales. Uh, we've seen the graph go up, but the hospitalization and the deaths remain low. So I think that's a positive thing. But unless COVID does some... some crazy mutation uh, no, i'm going on crazy mutation bro i'm going for some uh, covid variant which is vaccine proof um and you know we're all going to be back in lockdown that's my that's my fear i'll be honest it's not my prediction it's my fear it's what my bones are telling me i feel like this is going to be longer than a year and a half oh, man. Um, you're just preparing yourself for the worst basically i am i think this was like when i was predicting trump was going to win i think psychologically i'm probably preparing myself for worst case scenario when trump um, did win <laughs> But this was, I mean, last election. Yeah, yeah, of but, course. No, no, I mean, and, and Trump did win then. Oh no, the last one. As in, not the first time around. Sorry, I'm so confused. I was like, oh, wait a minute, am I in a parallel universe somehow? Like, have I skipped universes across? <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were talking about. Sorry, the first time around. And no, actually, second. And, and then he didn't. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, okay. Well, bring some of that energy, bro. Bring some of that energy. Yeah, yeah. So let's see how it turns out. <laughs> um oh, yeah. yeah and you know it, you know so that's a big one um uh i can't i don't think anything is going to be different for for us other than you know seeing people and and you know socializing in a new way um so that's going to be a big change for us right like there's no nothing like, we're not going to go to nightclubs or anything like that yeah but I, I suppose just having no cues finally and none of this bloody two meter stuff which is so f- actually it wasn't too bad um uh but but you know it's just it's just it's good to have a vibe again a, a, a you know a social vibe again in the world you know where people chill out they talk they sit in proximity mm. you know um, and of course this means for the mosques we'll have the thing again we'll have um, uh, numbers back in yeah. numbers back in uh, and, and 
straight lines, no gaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's going to be a lot of that. Um, I mean, do you know one thing <laughs> I liked about lockdown is, um, as you know, I don't often go out to social events with friends. Yes. <laughs> um, so that pressure being absent of, you know, I mean, I don't think I've gone out any more or less. If anything, I've possibly gone out more because there's been less events. But I think the absence of that pressure has been helpful. <laughs> yes, well, the pressure is back, baby. <laughs> oh, I... man. Uh, okay. Um, and of course, there was this talk about whether the, if you've had the AstraZeneca vaccine, whether it would actually be included in the European scheme vaccination passport. Uh, and that's a terrifying thought, man, for people who've actually had it. And it's kind of annoying that they're in that situation now. What do they do? I don't know. What do I do, Procus? AstraZeneca. <laughs> Have you the AstraZeneca? Yeah. So I do know. Yeah. Well, what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the solution for that. Um, well, I have no plans to go to Europe anytime soon. Although, um, actually, I say that I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Um, but from what I read, I think they're, they're looking at including it. I don't think they've ruled it out. Um, I think it's, it's more of a procedural thing that it will eventually be included. But I, yes, yes. I think uh, you're right. You're right. I think it's like that. Uh, but to be honest, I'm not going to travel and and until they get rid of the testing requirements. I'm not traveling. Mm. Yeah, it's not worth. It. It's just not worth it. You know, a couple of hundred extra each way. Well, what's the point, man? Unless uh, you know, um, stay home. Unless, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What's the point? Or, or explore UK. Um, cool, cool. Okay, well, let's let's move on. Double A. Let's been talk. Let's, let's talk about what's been shaking, shall we? Yeah, because quite a lot's been shaken too. Um, mm. So one of the first things we got on here, we'll just give it a, a you know passing mention, but Matt Hancock, that big story. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there were so many things to mention about the story, the weird videos, the the kind of state of affairs going on in the UK government, the backstabbing and all that. But what I found was a bit, the thing, a few people commented basically, it, it, it seemed very designed and orchestrated to be released at the worst possible time for Matt Hancock. Like, it's kind of like, you know, someone's, you know, taking it out against the government. It could be, you know, Cummings or anyone else. But I just found that that was the most interesting part of the story for me, basically. Why? What, why? What, why this time? So basically, um, it was almost because, you know, the footage was a few months ago. So someone had that footage, saved that footage and released that footage at the time when they wanted to take up Matt Hancock. You reckon that's they waited for the time when COVID wasn't really dominating the headlines? Not so much COVID, but more basically when they they wanted to attack Matt Hancock. I think they had this and they only released it. But why now? Why, why why was this the best time to attack him? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm, I'm thinking more along personal lines, like, you know, mm, wherever mm. loyalty or whatever. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I'm so wherever, Like, you know, behind the scenes was happening, didn't work yes. out. He's like, do this or I'm going to release the footage and it doesn't. So it gets released. That kind of, I'm thinking more along those lines rather than kind of uh, sort of, uh, you know, um, public opinion in that sense. Um, and it just reminded me uh, one of our um, friends, uh, mutual friends who was once on the Shake It Show under the, uh, I think the name Romeo. He <laughs> has footage like that for every single one of us. I think every single one of our group. <laughs> You know this, right? He has like this YouTube account of private videos of, all, of just compromise on every single one of us. <laughs> but thankfully, I don't think it's anywhere near the level of uh, of Mahago. I think if he was to release stuff like that, at worst, people will just laugh at us for a little bit. And that's it. Yeah, it's only your credibility, respect, understanding. <laughs> <Yeah. 
to, to, to name a few. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, yeah, that happened. That was huge. Um, then we've got something here about UK deaths uh, outnumbering births for the first time in 40 years. Yeah, I mean, God, wow. Uh, what do you make of this? Uh, I mean, that's got to be a bit skewed because of everything. But, you know, um, this sort of thing happens with major events um, that occur in human history. You know, when you have wartime, uh, that's pretty much the sort of case that happens. And it's kind of crazy to to realize that that's where we are at with COVID. It's almost akin to some of these wars that have occurred where mm. death rates seem to overtake birth rates. Um, I guess there's not much more really uh, on that front to add. I mean, like um, one of the things which uh, I always strike me as amazing is um, sort of how many more people there are today than a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago. Yeah. So people say there are like, you know, there are Twitter accounts and TikTok accounts with more followers than the Roman Empire had subjects. Um, and that's kind of yeah. like that blows my mind actually, because you suddenly realize how many people there are alive today. Um, and how few, you know, like I was reading um, about the history of the Mughal Empire, right? Um, and is it Babur, the first one? Yeah, yeah. First yeah. He, he basically took, I think, Kabul with 200 men. Amazing. Like I could get yeah. 200 guys. Like, yeah. This is, yeah, I can't take over Cardiff for 200 guys. <laughs> but I could get 200 guys. So it seems like things were a lot easier back in the day, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's insane, isn't it? How the the value and the power in numbers has just completely changed. Um, uh, like, yeah, we could have a couple of thousand followers on Twitter, but really, it doesn't really mean anything compared to Barber and his 200 men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, it literally, it's like, we, does that mean we're worthless now? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, bro. Um, okay. so, there's so also space. Why is everyone who's got money going to space? It's like that's the last thing to do once you have money, man. I think that's literally you've you've done everything. You've owned islands, you've bought airplanes, you've done whatever you want to do. Now is something which no one else can do. Um, I mean, I do it. I'd probably be first on my list, to be honest. When I when I, <laughs> if I was a billionaire, top of the list, it wouldn't be so low down. But it's kind of like you know, it's it's become almost like a not a right of passage, thing. a rite of passage. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, they're, they're showing off the wealth in a way. It just seems like, oh, I've been to space now as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, same, man. To be honest, it'd be top of my list. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Um, top of my list, if I had a billion pounds, um, you jump on an airplane, do yeah. a first Shaker Show. I mean, how, how many Shaker Show episodes have you dedicated to space? <laughs> yeah, quite a lot, quite yeah. a lot. Um, apparently, I mean, we're talking about uh, politics, we're talking about Trump. Um, there's a BBC article that apparently trolling uh, is twice as common online on social media when it comes to pol uh, po politics and politi political commentary and social media content. Trolling is twice as more as more common as positivity. I can completely believe that. I can completely believe that. Um, but I, I mean, I, the kind of subtext of that is that that's a bad thing. It is a bad um, thing because it just shows how much of a joke <laughs> political leaders are. <laughs> yeah, and also, but it's kind of like how people speak these days is how millennials and younger people speak like you know even with with friends like no one is straightforward like you're never unironically positive or very rarely yes yes that's a good point we're, not, we're very rarely literal or 
uh, yeah, it's a very cynical world that we're born into, really. So. It, it's, it's very much, I think, uh, Chandler from Friends, I think his humor somehow shaped the entire generation. <laughs> yes. Like, it's that kind of humor, right? It's never straight. It's always it a bit sarcastic. It's always a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's always a bit kind of, you know, um, uh, kind of understatement and stuff. So um, it's, not, it's, think... not, it's, it's not It's not. hurtful either. It's just... Fun. Yeah, not necessarily. It's not like you know, troll. I mean, obviously, some trolling is very OTT is, and yeah, very, very hardcore and piles on, uh, pile ons. Um, like one thing I strangely felt really guilty about, um, and I, I, I don't know why because it's Pretty Patel, but <laughs> I think when Pretty Patel a few jobs ago, um, because she's now one of those people who fails upwards, she, um, I think she released some documents, uh, or met with someone, I think, uh, in an unofficial meeting, yeah, was effectively yes. going to get her fired. But at, while this whole story story broke, she was on a plane, um, so she couldn't comment. She didn't really know about it because she was disconnected. So people were like tracking live this plane as it was coming to land, and like this news that this kind of media storm would hit her. Um, and I was one of those people just following it and you know making funny comments and uh, making snarky comments. And I felt guilty about it afterwards, but it was also very funny and it was like a collective event. It was a communal event, you know, we all participated oh, in. Well, that's where, that's, to be honest, that's where the power is, isn't it? The social media, the social media commentary, that's where everything lies. Um, that's where people need to focus on. If you want to have any credibility, if you want to make any gains in the world as a politician, you, you have to win over social media. Yeah, like, well, Corbyn did, but he didn't get elected. So I don't know what went wrong. But but even then, I think the problem with Corbyn was it was very a small, I, think, I don't know, it's probably a small minority of the social media. I think it was all the people online, but all the people who weren't online hated Corbyn. So I think this is like yeah. an age divide, right? Those who age read divide. newspapers yeah. and those who go online. And I think it's the newspaper people. They didn't like Corbyn. Even like left-wing <laughs> newspaper people, they all kind of had a certain impression of him. Yeah, yeah. Including right. my parents, I'll admit it, including my parents, man. They're like really? know, hardcore Labour voters, but they had a very negative opinion of Corbyn. Ooh, so the, actually, so did mine. So did my dad, actually. I feel like it's the newspapers because it was such a negative slate. Mm. And it wasn't, it was obviously ideologically motivated, but he he was pitched mm. as an idiot, not as a radical. Mm. He wasn't pitched as a, you know, even a credible candidate, just as a joke. And I think that kind of seeped into public consciousness. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's very much, it's, you know, uh, uh, yeah, and I think some of the old school politics works for some of the older generation. I don't, I don't know, mm. like, you know, the the sort of the old school lies, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I think we expect really. different things from politicians, right? Mm, sort of yeah. things you expect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, bro, um, even when I go to a halal subway, even when there's a halal subway, one thing I'll always still enjoy and still recommend is a tuna sub. You know, I, I just like the creamy mayonnaise Beautiful. tuna. Beautiful. What, what do you add it. on top? Do you have it with all salads? No, no, no. Just lettuce, jalapenos. Gives it a bit of a kick. It's nice. You know, yeah. spicy kick. Yeah. And I go for honey and mustard sauce. It's an odd combo, but it works beautifully. Um, and, you know, that's what I've been having since I was a kid. Um, but apparently, it's not tuna. Right. So a recent study came out where the... Um, Studied the DNA of the tuna. <laughs> they couldn't find any tuna DNA. In what, the am actual, uh, what, what am I eating? What am I eating, The only thing I can make sense of is perhaps is like tuna that's so diluted down in mayo <laughs> that it's like a one percent constituent of, uh, of the final product. Um, it's got to be tuna. It tastes like tuna. It Unless even like the other tuna. tuna that we eat is not tuna. <laughs> 
I mean, it tastes like tuna. It has the flavor of tuna. It doesn't seem like it's, I mean, it's not that mayonnaise because I really hate tuna mayo sandwiches where there's too much mayo because it gets mixed it disgusting. So I've always thought Subway had the perfect combo of tuna and mayo. So did. I don't it know. Did. I don't know. And and the worst thing is I don't really care. Like <laughs> I'd probably yeah. just go have it again. Bro, it is beautiful. It's, you know, it's reasonably priced. It's filling. It's, health, it's actually healthy relatively to what else you can get outside. Um, hmm. I mean, I, you know, my cousin, um, uh, he used to tell me, uh, a couple of years ago when he used to be a lot closer, he used to chat quite regularly on MSN on the old school days. And this guy had a six pack proper built and I asked him what he did. And his diet was purely Subway. That's it. <laughs> it was purely Subway. And on Subway, he built an incredible body. Like that was all his needs that he needed. Uh, I'm not sure if it's good or not, but. Uh, well, I've, yeah. I've suddenly feel like having Subway more often, man. <laughs> yeah. But it was it's good, man. I, I go for all the salads. I go for uh, the chili, honey mustard, and sweet onion. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, recently I've been trying to find a good baguette place, and I've been struggling, man. We've spoken about this, you know, like um, a good baguette place, a sandwich where you can get the salads, the chicken, you know, combos, um, and the subway is good for that actually because you can get like you know a decent sandwich. So I think Americans do much better than the UK. Good sandwiches. Yeah, man, Americans. Yeah, we've definitely debated this uh, or discussed this before. Uh, Americans know their sandwiches, man. They, I mean, their sandwiches just next right. level, next level. So, um, on some of the news, some some more sad news. Um, there was a recent passing of a Bollywood actor, I believe. Right. <laughs> so this is Dilip Kumar, who is one of the greatest Bollywood actors of all time, probably. So he was he was absolutely huge. Have you heard of Mughal Azam? Yes, yeah, the movie, yeah. The movie. He was a star of that. Okay, okay. That so, helps me actually um helps me locate him because I, I, I looked at pictures of Dilip Kumar and I did not recognize him at all. Now Mughal Azam was a was an incredible phenomenon at the time. Um they filmed half of it in black and white and it took so long to make by the time they they could resume it, I think color had come in. <laughs> so half was in color, half was in black and white. Um, something like that and then they did a digital restoration and the whole film is in like beautiful color uh, but this guy he's born Muslim uh, but as was the tradition uh, he had a name like Yusuf Khan which didn't sound very Bollywood or very superstar like mm. um, that's kind of changed a bit still there though. like in Bollywood this thing still exists where people don't have very superstar type names and they change it to basically um, uh, to make it sound more stardom-like and more sort of attractive. So he passed away at the age of 98. Uh, he had a proper Muslim burial and things. Um, but uh, yeah, big big loss for Bollywood. Um, huge, some of the older school, you know, older school sort of uh, um, fans of Bollywood and certainly our parents' generation would really, mm. it would hit them hard because that's like, I don't know who to compare it to from our generation, someone like DiCaprio dying or something. Um you know, uh, so yeah, pretty big news. Um, yeah. Well, I know Raja Owen, and um, uh, I mean, I appreciate you keeping me up to date with this kind of news as well because it makes me feel less, uh, less like a coconut. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Let's shake it up, let's shake it up, let's light things. Um, cool, let's do that. Okay, so we have a lot of shows to discuss. Um, I think top of the list has to be Loki, right? Yes, has to be Loki. And I've not seen this week's. Have you seen this week's? I've seen this week's, yeah. So okay, I'll be no, careful on spoilers. <laughs> yeah, fine. I think we'll talk about it generally, really. Because uh, I guess uh, 
uh, yeah, for those who have not watched uh, Loki yet, or any episodes, try not to listen to this episode or this part of this episode. Uh, we're trying to give away too many spoilers, but all I really want to say about Loki is it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. It's the best Disney original show yet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so much better than WandaVision and um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, it's way better. Uh, having said that, I think WandaVision, at the time it was released, it was like much it was a lot more of a you know uh the enjoyment factor was there at least with one division um waiting for it each week in the mystery yes yes uh, but the show i mean this show is just great it's like great actors great story great filming great budget it does feel like a proper marvel movie um and the thing which i was saying um in our voice note discussions and this still stands is i have no idea what's going to come each episode like each episode, I have no idea. You can't predict it. I have no clues about the plot whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I'm, and part of that, I'm sure, is because um, I've not read into much of the theories this time around because we won the vision. I did, and it went nowhere. Um, <laughs> it really did. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. part of it. But also, I genuinely think they're just they're moving in directions you can't expect. Each episode kind of takes you, um, takes you by surprise. It really does. And I just love how they're doing that. Um, like, I've not seen this week's episode, but uh, the end of the last episode, for example, I I would have literally thought that would have been the store, the whole season arc. Um, right. Yeah. Right. And uh, and the way they just subvert your expectations is, is brilliant. That's that's what I love. And, I, and also, I think Loki lends itself to this sort of um, story quite well as a character. Mm. I, I feel like the person who got to direct Loki as a series got, really hit the jackpot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's. Um... You know they're making good use of Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston. Um, and you're right. And I mean, um, this episode, but also general episodes, have had good cameos as well. Um, I want to say cameos, I just mean like kind of guest stars for a single mm. episode or two. Um, and Owen Wilson is fantastic, so it really feels um, Hollywood quality. Um, and sure. I, I'm loving it. And I feel like my my feeling, my hope is that it's actually going to set up a lot of the movies and um, kind of next phase of Marvel. And so it's all very tied in. I, I really hope so. Um, I don't know. I mean, like we said, they try to keep these as like a self-contained sort of things, right? I don't know how they're going to do that. They're just making business sense to get everyone to sign to Disney so that they can watch it all. Um, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, yeah. So uh, Loki's great. We won't talk too much about it because uh, we'll have the finale and the whole series to discuss next week. Um, and also people are still catching up. Can, I think Ooh, usually you'd watch the finale it, next week. I think on the, on the night it was released, but uh, Euro 96, the Euro 2001 to 2020, whatever, Euro. <laughs> <laughs> so the hopeful. Wait, wait, dude, dude, did you say the Loki finale is next week? Yeah. It's only six episodes. Yeah, I think so. Is it six or seven? Damn, I, don't, I haven't checked, but damn, that's so depressing. It's quite short, but um, I have no complaints, man. It was, it was, it was good. No, was good. no complaints at all. It's just depressing that um, nothing to watch on a. On, and the other thing is a Wednesday model, isn't it? Which is cool. It gives you, it gives you that boost midweek when you're losing yeah. will to live. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, thank you, Disney. Um, yeah, of course. Yep. So Euro Tour 2020s, England getting to the final, huge. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, Double A does not like football. He couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I just part of it is the pressure, the peer pressure to be interested in it as well. <laughs> like everyone's talking about it, and the more people talk about it, the more resentful I get. Because like at one point, I wasn't hearing much about it, but you know, I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, it would be nice if England won because 
you know, it seems like a good team and, you know, like it'd be a nice feeling if England won Euro, uh, whatever it's called. Um, uh, and now, when everyone keeps talking about it, I'm just like, oh, just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hear you, man. Yeah, I mean, we discussed this as a group of friends. You know, like I said, I, I grew up watching England as a child, especially when I was in Saudi. So I, even though as a, as a Welshman, I, I support Wales, sure, but I have a special place for England just because of my childhood and my nostalgia associated with that. But the problem with that is just the media is the worst. They're legitimately the worst. Um, uh, and, and fans can sometimes be just super obnoxious sometimes. But there you go. I think you have that with most countries. Um, what I will say, though, is um, although I haven't watched a single match, I haven't watched a single match, but I did watch quite a few of, um, was it the last World Cup? I think it was the last World Cup matches. Yeah, cause, yeah, it was the last World Cup. This seems a lot more interesting. Like the games seem to have a lot more going on. I don't know if it's just England games, yeah. but it seems to be more goal scored and just a lot more excitement rather than lots of like slow. <clears throat> yeah, it is, it's true. Yeah, it is. Um, it has been. Uh, there's a lot more extra time. There's a lot more penalties. So it's been fun. It's, and of course, it started off with that. I mean, of course, it started off with that shock factor as well with the, the you know, Christian Eriksen getting CPR on the pitch. That was insane. Is he alive? Um, is he okay now? Yeah, he's okay. Alhamdulillah, he's alive. And I think oh. the, so. I just wanted to get wide. that in before I made any jokes. I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's alive and he's well. In fact, when he had that, the teams came out and continued playing afterwards. That's Denmark's team, right? So they're the ones who lost to England eventually. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, insane, insane. Cool. So that's our, our football done. Um, mm-hmm. I think we covered for <laughs> exactly. <a few> weeks there. <laughs> Uh, all um, good. Um, so you posted, and uh, this was interesting. Olympics where doping is legal. So what yes. prompted you to post this? This is interesting. I was reading a Reddit thread and talking about some, I think, some players from China. I can't remember which sport now who got um, who got disqualified for uh, for like illegal consumption. And someone posted in the comments, "I want to see an I want to see an Olympics where doping is completely legal, and you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want and just push the human ability to its full." absolute maximum potential and see what happens <laughs> i'm like damn that would be intense <laughs> that would be an intense olympics you know i think this the sports would be really interesting is um stuff like strength exercises because uh you could obviously dope up when you're training but you can also dope up before you go in it's like these guys you know absolutely high on cocaine and adrenaline and testosterone and steroids just completely roided out I, uh, I reckon like you're having loads of injuries, like crazy, like just That's what I mean. Yeah, what I mean. I mean. Their bodies are going to be, you know, they're, they're really going to be teetering at the edge of like uh, human capacity. Um, and they're not going to know that their own limits. They're going to go end up, you know, it's going to be horrific watching, but it would be interesting. Man, like. Sport I watch. It, it would, it, this is like a story, uh, like a book or a film waiting to, to happen. Um, yeah, it, it would be so interesting. It could be like a, it could be completely uh, like like a satire. It could be satirical, you know. But uh, it'd be really interesting to watch. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. another story that um, caught my attention, which is that quite a few black women have been um, excluded from the female athletics competition they're in because the testosterone level is above what's determined to be normal for a woman. Right, right. And I think this came as a result of a intersex athletic I remember. Uh, candidate, yeah. a woman, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was a woman. Yeah, sorry, of course she was a woman. Um, who, uh, uh, you know, um, they kind of decided that she had to have her tetos- testosterone artificially lowered. 
Um, and I mean, this, I've, I've seen kind of people reacting to this from two camps, some saying that this is a uh, sign of the kind of uh, way in which um, gender norms are kind of, you know, transgender people are discriminated against and uh, this is now affecting others. Um, and others are saying, actually, this is the impact of the transgender movement, which has just kind of opened up the kind of boundaries of what it means to be women and, this, and, and a man and gender. And so now it's all being artificially reified in ways that are very unhelpful. Um, so, uh, you know, who knows about that? But I just thought that was actually really, uh, I mean, I just, I, I think a story like that 10, 20 years ago, this wouldn't even make sense. Um, yeah, 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 it's, it is crazy. And I wonder what the implications on, on sport as a result of that. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that, that, you know, and there are, man, there's variations of what's normal and what's not normal across different populations, I mean, right? different yeah. races, ethnicities, culture, uh, cultures, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess groups of people, you know, it, it just depends. Yeah. Even yeah. if you go from Cardiff to Newport, Cardiff, what's normal is different to what's normal in Newport. And I mean, these are all going to kind of, um, you know, is how far do you take it? If you start, you know, honestly trying to dictate what, you know, the normal body can produce and what is appropriate there. Mm. Um, you know, are you going to start saying, oh, actually, you know, you've been training since you were five years old, therefore you have an unfair advantage over X, you know, it starts yeah. getting very, very arbitrary. Um, and um, I think it's, it's. Um, I mean, I've heard like a number of people reflect that basically when you come to a point philosophically that all you believe is real is the body, um, then any, every, every decision comes down to the physical body and, yeah. and the way you yeah. play with that. So that's why, you know, with a lot of identity issues now, it's manifested physically because you don't believe you have an inner spiritual soul or self, which is capable of carrying your identity. It has to be manifested physically. And yeah. it seems like this is the same kind of philosophy. So not to get too deep, but just um, uh, it's a story that kind of caught my eye. And uh, we'll see how it goes in 10 years' time. We'll be discussing Shake It Show 2030. Uh, it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see. So, Faraz, I want to ask, bro, have you, um, have you watched Invincible? I haven't. No, tell me about this. Yeah, I'm highly going to recommend it. It's really, really strong recommendation from me. So it's on Amazon um, and it's a cartoon show, which is, you know, effectively based on. Um, uh, so it, the cartoon is based on a comic and it's from Image Comics. So the biggest comic book makers are DC, Marvel and then Image. It, so Image is like the kind of smaller yeah, company. Yeah. Um, and it's it's great. It's honestly really good. So it's a bit like the cartoon version of the boys a bit um Interesting. or it's a bit more like an adult version of the old dc kind of justed league cartoons mm. Mm. So it's a bit like that so it's very smart i don't want to give too much away because um uh, i don't want to ruin it but it's, it's very clever it's, it's very surprising um it's genuinely enjoyable and it's it's got a lot of um it does a lot of the stuff that it feels fresh basically so it does stuff that the big marvel stuff is missing out on in terms of the superhero genre um while also being subversive and doing a new take on the stuff which is you know the big dc marvel stuff if that okay makes well sense. you know the new takes i'm all down for new takes man i just think how many more new takes can they come up with so i'm i'm intrigued automatically i'm intrigued yeah yeah so it's strange because it's 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 not like the boys it's not like a straight up subversion because mm. the boys is like and let's flip it on his head yeah. it's not that it's, it's still a superhero story but um i think in a way it's sort of um superheroes with flaws yeah but even that isn't i guess the point it's much more adult i think that's one thing mm -hmm. 
Um, and uh, it kind of keeps some of the ideas of like Freak of the Week, which I like. I always love Freak of the oh, Week. I love episodic stuff. I yeah, love yeah. that stuff. I think it's not done enough in the genre at the moment. Like I would love a sort of Freak of the Week style Marvel show where they just show a superhero dealing with a particular crisis and not a life or death end of the world crisis, but just an ordinary week by week job, right? So it's got a bit of that. Um, and it's got also a bit of kind of like a sort of, um, I guess, wider commentary on on like power and, and stuff. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. Just basically watch it, and maybe we'll discuss it because it's not that long either. It's like short episodes, forty minute episodes, and I think eight or so of them. So one season's already out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will check it out. Sounds awesome. Okay. Cool. So um, Ice Road. That's up next. Yeah. So it's a standard a Liam Neeson flick. <laughs> <laughs> like literally you can predict the beats of it uh you can predict what his history would have been um like if, you know uh if i if i could ask you to three guesses what you know he's so he's a trucker okay what would have been his history before he became a trucker okay so i'm guessing something much more interesting than being a trucker so like a secret spy or SAS soldier or <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much that he's a marine he's a marine he's he's a yeah, timer yeah. now he's a trucker um okay, and, so that's and that's it but is it, the whole thing is based on this real uh, uh concept of uh this, this real journey that people often have to take what's called the ice road and it's apparently one of the most dangerous roads in the world um uh, because there's a risk of the ice literally breaking and sometimes it's the only way to transport certain stuff so yeah it's a decent churn off watch sort of thing um Liam Neeson style pretty good uh budget for what it is actually uh, especially considering it was amazon prime um so yeah not bad but very standard uh the amnesia affair just you can enjoy it yeah i mean um his stuff is annoying but also interesting <laughs> yeah. like, it's the same sort of enjoyable thing, like you know um <laughs> you just turn off stupid viewing uh that's what yeah, you're gonna do yeah and you know it, you know the funny thing is the funny thing about liam neeson is that he was he, he, I mean, it's like I think in the peak of his career when he was a bit younger, um, he was much more known for being a dynamic actor with a broad range, you know, who did art and new art projects. And like I remember seeing some when something he did on um, the Srebrenica uh, on Bosnia on Sarajevo, yeah, um, and it was um, it was based on like Dadaism, so it was surrealism. So it used to kind of it was all like a new age art thing while also bringing attention to Sarajevo and the Bosnian conflict and the war in uh, the former Yugoslavian countries and stuff. And this was back in the 90s. So when I saw this, I was like, wow, that's like, this, you know, this is the output of a, you know, interesting, intriguing, creative, uh, you know, uh, actor. Whereas now he's just like, his movies are like the dumbest, <laughs> lowest common denominator style movie, you know. I'm, like, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure even that Sarajevo thing was because of his, uh, because of Taken. I'm, I'm, I, I wonder whether it's sort of linked to the things that I mean, you have back in the nineties, man. This was back in the nineties, oh, was it? Was it? Okay, yeah, this okay, is okay. this is when it was happening. He did uh, this thing to bring attention to it back in uh, the nineties. So he oh. was a lot younger as well. He looked like a lot younger. I'll look it up. I'll find out where it is. I'm sure you can find it. Um, and it's just a bit weird because um, uh, I remember they were saying something about Dadaism and surrealism. So it had this whole. Um, uh, it just had a weird vibe to it. The show, like, it's the kind of thing you wouldn't really normally watch. But um, I will. Uh, uh, I will dig it up and send it to you. Cool, cool. Yeah, do it, do it. Sounds interesting. Uh, but yeah, so that's your Liam Neeson fix if people really want it and such a thing. <laughs> um, you saw Dead Don't Die? And I regret it so much. 
So it's got an amazing cast, isn't it? With Bill Murray. Is it, is it Bill Murray and... Bill Murray um, is also got um, and Adam Driver, who's Kylo Ren. Um, it has Steve Buscemi, uh, Tilda Swinton, um, Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. Um, uh, in the middle of it as well, like Selena Gomez pops up really unexpectedly. So, I mean, these are these are the faces I recognized and na- your names of. There were other famous actors in them show I didn't recognize, but you kind of you know know as being famous actors. Um, and so, and it seems like a really good idea. It's a comedy zombie move, movie. So I was looking forward to it and I was expecting something a bit like Zombieland. Um, okay. That's the kind of vibe I was expecting, like Bill Murray, Adam Driver. I was expecting gone. very black humor, very black humor. Yeah, 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 black humor. Um, okay, yeah, so maybe a bit more black humor than um, Zombieland, but you're right, I did expect, yeah. you know, black humor, dark humor, um, and funny, but it's so weird, man. Um, I don't even know where to start with it. It's... Well, why, uh, what, why? Why? So why was it just not enjoyable? It wasn't enjoyable. No, it was not enjoyable. I actually <laughs> wanted to stop watching. <laughs> um, you finished it. Yeah, you finished it. I finished it just because, uh, you know, I think I'd given up on um, uh, Army of the Dead. So I felt like I had to see this one through. Um, so, Bro. okay. you know, Have you ever watched French films? Or you yes, come across yes, that vibe, yeah. right? So kind of French new wave films. This is This is what it was. So it was kind of very slow. Um, it was very dry humor, but so dry it's it's barely funny. Oh no! Like if you know what I mean, there's no punchline. It's all very just like subtle. Um, but the, for me, the jokes didn't land. Um, oh, no. It was a bit weird in that it became oddly meta at points. So they would yeah. very casually refer to something in a in a breaking the fourth wall. Okay, interesting. So I'll give you an example. First thing, you're watching a movie and then the song comes on and it's a song that was a theme tune earlier and it's Adam Driver and Bill Murray and they're discussing in the car and Bill Murray's like, oh, I recognize this song. Why do I recognize it? And he's like, well, why wouldn't you recognize it? He goes, oh, where did I hear it before? And I'm like, well, it's the theme tune. of the, it's That's why you recognize it. And he's like, oh. And it's just really strange. What like theme tune was it? It was, the theme, it was the theme tune to the movie. Oh, uh, oh, really? Yeah. So it's straight. You get me? Like it's, you, you're kind of trying to make sense of that. Um, and then it just gets weirder. Like genuinely it gets weirder. And there's bits in the movie. I have no idea. I, I like, I'm trying to analyze what he meant by it. Like what's the commentary? What was the point of that particular scene? And the only thing I can think is that it's there just to make no sense whatsoever. So I imagine something like, you know, the team team thing, you know, there's certain types of humor, which is social humor. So if you're sitting in it with a group of guys in a cinema, you'd laugh at it and you just think it's dumb, stupid humor and that's fine. Uh, and I wonder whether sometimes humor is added to it by that. Do you reckon that was a, some of the humor where you're just stupid? Yeah, it could be. It could be. Maybe it's, it's an experience you need to watch in a, in a cinema, actually, or with a different group of friends. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got time, watch it. Because okay. um, I'd be interested in your take on it. There are some good things about it, but a lot of it just missed the mark for me. In terms it seems of... too arty, man. It's, it is. The it's trailer arty. looks so arty. It looks so it's arty. It's arty. It's proper arty. And I, I L- last week one is an arty zombie film, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, it's rude. They're basically oxymorons, man. That's like, like there's no such thing. Oh, right. So um, uh, from arty to, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say the opposite, but, you know, more uh, kind of. Um, uh, enjoyable uh, Mighty Ducks. Yes, yeah, so I saw Mighty Ducks Game Changers with the kids on Disney okay. Plus. Bro, uh, brilliant, loved it. 
Well, uh, it, was, it was great, great family fun. And um, it was what you expect it to be. Just pure childhood fun, clean, like, you know, mostly, I'd say mostly clean for the age group, you know, um, and good sort of redemption story. Uh, I, you know, I, I just thought, where are they going to take it? Because, um, you know, when it comes to sports films, the team will either win at the end, they will lose at the end, and there's like some high moral learning <laughs> or... Yeah. Uh, or it's a draw or something, right? Um, and I always find how they, you know, how they're gonna. So I thought it was a, it was a very nice, different end in, in a way, and it's yet satisfying. Um, but also, it was just good. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge um, uh, sucker for Mighty Ducks fan. I, I love the the cheesiness and the um, and you know the uh, the, uh, the, 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 the the just the sort of the family orientated, you know, underdogs winning sort of thing. I, I, I love that whole, uh, that whole idea. And it, it was good fun. I really enjoyed it. So um, another great win by Disney, I think. Um, enough of a reason for me to stick with Disney for a long time, along with all the other Marvel stuff. I think Disney have really, for me, they're becoming the platform man. They've done really well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you were a bit skeptical at the beginning, weren't you, about their content? I was. Uh, I mean, if you go back a couple of episodes, I was like, mm, Disney's the first to go between Netflix, Amazon Prime, mm. and um, and um, yeah, and, and Disney. But between the three, yeah. Um, but now, I, I in terms of viewing, uh, yeah, I think Amazon was always going to be the first to go, uh, but Amazon is going to stick because of the um, delivery Prime. stuff. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, I think it's 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 just ace man, and they, they've got the Star and Fox stuff, which is out now, which I've not even touched yet. Yeah, well, I'm like I'm I'm kind of building up on their catalog as well, um, and I do appreciate that. You're right; they've got new stuff, um, and it's made old stuff accessible. So one thing I'm rewatching, I say rewatching, I'm watching for the first time is Glee. Okay. And, yeah, I don't know if you watched that before. Or... No, 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 but I know a lot about it. It's meant to be incredible. Well, yeah, I mean, I completely missed that whole moment. Um, mm. I remember, you know, I, I remember hearing so much about it. It was like a big thing when it happened and it just wasn't, I mean, I wasn't watching TV at all. I was, uh, yeah, so I remember when it happened, but it's strange just watching it back and it's, it's a bit old. It's a bit dated, like 10 years plus old, but it's all, I can also see the attraction um, and it's nice to have access to that kind of stuff. Um, so Disney's kind of got a huge back catalogue which they're really, I think, able to rest on. Um, and they, they are bringing out really good new stuff. So um, let's see how it goes in the next few, um, uh, next few months, next year or so. So yeah. moving over to another movie, and I'll be quick because, um, you know, we've still got mm. more to go through. Uh, Fear Street, have you heard of this? So, you know, when you mentioned it, um, I'm like, oh, okay. I've heard very on the periphery of my memory. I remember hearing about Fear Street somewhere. And then I was browsing Netflix and I saw it on there. So I decided to watch it. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We've been out of sync for a while. We're, we're literally mentioning stuff that others watch and we haven't. So we've yeah. been out of sync for a while. So this is good. We're back in sync, bro. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think? You know what? It's an, enjoy, it's an enjoyable slasher flick. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was straightforward. It was simple. It was scary without being too scary. It wasn't like there to really creep you out. Yeah, it wasn't. And... Um... Yeah, it's an interesting combo between horror and slasher. Yeah, so it definitely had a lot of like, um, I think, homages, homage, homages mm, mm, mm. to like uh, Scream and a few others. I mean, I know Mossin is uh, often one of our listeners and he's not a big <laughs> fan of the horror genre. Yeah. But, uh, this is kind of like, 
so your Fear Street, it was based on the book Goosebumps. Is the same writer? Uh, Arl Stein is making it, right? Right. So it's got that kind of. Um, it's 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 not like yeah. it's not like creepy horror. It's more like monster horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but it kind of it, there's a lot of like you know there were like I think a homage to it as well the whole generational thing, um, and it was a bit creepy. I did I'll be honest, I did get a bit creeped out. It wasn't like totally straightforward. So I no, it was there's some pretty gory moments. Yeah, yeah. The pretty um, gory moments. Yeah. The thing I found really interesting about this because otherwise it's just another Netflix movie that's released. You know, decent cast, straightforward. Watch and forget. But it's part one of three movies. Yes. And I think one's coming out each week of July. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. So they've already released. I, it's the second one uh, has been reviewed already because I've seen it. But I'm not sure if it's been released yet. No, I haven't before. seen it on Netflix yet. But um, okay. yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I can't, I can't remember Netflix doing something like that before. Because it's not. A the confidence. They've got confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, yeah. So it's not a series. It's a movie, but it's a several part movie coming out one after the other. It's like an interesting way of doing it. Like, I'm not sure when I'm going to watch it, but I think I probably will watch the other two. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's it's a good watch if you if you're looking for something. It's a good watch. Uh, well, who I've got here Fear Street Part Two. It looks like it's available. No, it's, I think it's just a trailer. Okay. It doesn't even say when it's coming out. Oh, continues ninth July today. <laughs> Well, right. you know what? It became 9th of July three minutes ago. Three minutes ago, so it's gonna be literally out in a yeah, in a couple of minutes probably. Yeah. So there you go. So you we know what you're gonna be doing tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, next week we'll talk about part two. Yeah, and, and you know that's a good thing. I was doing it while doing a bit, watching it while doing a little bit of work. You don't miss Jack really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's literally no, very little story. Uh, a few plots, uh, twists and turns. Um, and we, it's very interesting where they're gonna take it with this one because it's a bit of a, a time gap, isn't it? And it's going back in time. So yeah. I can't work out, is it set in the past or whether... I yes, feel it's like in the it's... past. It's in the past. So it's in the same sort of world, but in the past. So. Is it definitely, though? In the past? That, yeah. Maybe it's going to be the main current actors. But no, the... it's, so it's 1978, whereas the one we just saw is... 19, part one is 1994. Strange. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and very Stranger Things vibe. Very Stranger Things vibe. Yes, well. it does. I, okay, that's, cool. the thing, that's Fear it's, Street. It's just throwing young kids in a horror scenario, isn't it? That's... <laughs> Which is a very classic genre. Like, it's a trope it that we don't see much. Netflix has done a lot of it, but it's what, you know, Stephen King used to do. And, you know, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others now, but my mind's gone blank. Um, but even Arl Stein, for example. Uh, yeah, yeah, Spielberg, yeah. Uh, Goosebumps, you're right. It's, it's all about the kids uh, in like a kind of situation. Um, and other than Netflix, I haven't seen many people return to that kind of idea. Go- but, Goonies was, was, was really horror, but. Goonies, you know, that sort of young kids and with some sort of adult situation going on. <laughs> yeah, um, basically. It's a good yeah, it's a good vibe. This, yeah, which reminds me, uh, Richard Donner died as well. The guy who made Superman and I think he made, did he make Goonies as well? So Richard Donner made Superman? Uh, you know, so much more about movies than me, man. I thought... Yeah, Richard um, Donner, the original Superman with uh, Christopher Reeves. He also did the... Omen. Yeah, Goodies. He did Goodies as well. Yeah. And oh, he did Lethal Weapon and Free Willy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did some incredible stuff. Oh, wow. He was he is Go- big, man. He's, he's a legend. Yeah, The Omen. He did The Omen. Yeah, um, The Omen. I mean, The Omen, super, uh, the original super uh, Superman's Lethal Weapon series. They were all like kids at uh, Free yeah, Willy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 90s literally. for me. He literally has some incredible stuff. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Uh, oh, we did the Wild Wild West. Oh, and he did... Um, sorry, sorry. I'm getting uh, distracted now. 
but uh, yeah okay well that's that's crazy man um okay so uh last item for shaking it up legend of zelda i just want to say really that uh the original packaging um of uh, original legend of zelda nintendo cartridge just packed in original packaging sold for over a hundred thousand dollars wow yeah so if you've got anything that you're cherishing now just just buy it if it's rare, if it's something, it's a good game or whatever it is, just keep it in this package. And in thirty years' time, boom. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I can never do that. I, I've never had it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to look after it and keep it somewhere. Yeah. Okay, let's just go to what's been going on to shake and what stood. Um, okay, so what's yeah. Algerian sauce for us? Because it sounds it sounds weird. Algerian sauce. Yeah, dude. So you know, it's it's quite common, and it's it's like it's a, it's a very it's an orange sauce. I'm gonna see if I can just Google what's in it. So it's an orange sauce you can buy it in the international food store in Cardiff, right? Um, and it's like a yellow mayo, and it's boom. It's really nice. It's like it's like a thing. It's like it's like a thing. Algerian sauce is a thing that people swear by. Uh, it's got mm. tomatoes. It's got uh, onions, garlic, and stuff. Um, Algerian sauce. Interesting. Okay, I have seen it in. Um, I have seen it in um, international. So I'm gonna pick one up. I'm gonna try. Basically, it. mayo. It's like sweet mayo. It's quite nice. It's like specialized with chips uh, and chicken or whatever. It's, it's nice. It's like a sweet mayo, basically. Um, I'm gonna try it. Um, and the other thing I tried, dude, was milk cake for the first time. Bro, I can't believe we haven't discussed this. And I can't believe when you when you put it on there, I was like, you better not be saying you've never had milk cake before. And I didn't want to ask you until we Bro, had this discussion on, on shaking. Have you not had milk cake before? No, I've not had milk cake before. Wow. Okay. So first of all, what did you think? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. Bro, it's, it's like, like Rushmalai. It's, yeah, it's like Rushmalai. It's like Rushmalai. <laughs> it literally is like Rushmalai, but gorified. <laughs> It's so good. It's, it's glorified. So it's glorified Rasmalai, man. It's become um, a thing, man. It's, I don't know when it became a thing. Because um, the first times I've had it is uh, my wife made it. She she um, makes these bakes. And I think the version is uh, I had is like a trellesh cake where it's like free yes. milk. So they use condensed milk as well. That, that, that's the other name for it, isn't it? It's the same sort of thing. I think trelesh. it can be different. Yeah. So trellesh, I think you, uh, it's like a particular recipe for milk cake. But I think you can make it in different ways. Okay. Okay. And I think Trelish has the caramel condensed milk on top, but um, not every version does. But recently I've seen that all the dessert shops have it on their menu. Um, it's become like a big thing. Yeah, so in Cardiff, it's still a bit rare. A couple of sisters do it um, like a little business. I'm going to order from them one day. Okay. They well, do send me the link. Like, I will. I will. I'll, I'll, um, well, let me... Um, let me see what it's like first before I recommend. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been I, I went to this uh, pink... Um, Pink Kiwi place, which is really nice. Uh, this is Jerome's. They're nice. They're good. I like them. Yeah. I really like them. Uh, she's done a great job actually uh, setting it up. I, I feel like I want to visit that place more. Uh, do you know the person who does the the? Uh, do you know Aroma? Yeah. It, it the lady from there is doing the breakfasts in Pink Kiwi. Oh no way! It's strange. So in Cardiff, there's basically one place that used to be the one place in Cardiff you get halal breakfast, the halal English breakfast. Um, and then a few years ago, the owner sold the shop. So you can still get it there, but just not as good. It's not the same. Um, but for whatever reason, now the, the owners from that place that sold the cafe have gone to Pink Kiwi, or at least the, the, the lady has. And you can now get an aroma breakfast in Pink Kiwi. So no way. Oh, if you want to relive those beautiful. Beautiful. relive those glory days, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love milk cake, man. It's honestly, I, I, I like it's so good that 
Like I, I, I try not to have it too often because I know that I could just eat so much of it. Yeah, yeah. It all is dangerous. It seems so unhealthy, bro. Like a small dose of it. Um, it seems so dangerous, but you know, it's, it is addictive. Yeah, but um, I'm glad you're on the hype, bro. I'm glad you're you've discovered it. And uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if pink kiwi still do it. Did you have the Biscoff one? That's the one I had. Beautiful. That's the one you had. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. a top notch. So I'm, I'm I'm sold, man. I'm sold. It's a big big business that's coming up now. I think that's going to be the next big thing. So cool. uh, yeah. Let's uh, right. call it there, double Yeah, that's been um, about 40, 50 minutes. I think, have we lost you? Have I lost you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you did briefly. Sorry, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> oh, that was scary. Um, but yeah, that was a good 50-minute episode, I think. So um, we then, we then we've yeah, gone nice, through. Yeah, nice returning episode. Um, yeah, yeah. We missed sure, you guys. Sure, we missed you guys. Uh, I hope you missed us too. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, definitely. Thank you for um, sticking with us and supporting us because, you know, the uh, Patreon money is still coming in, keeping us on. Um, uh, yeah, thanks. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I think without you guys, that'd be absolutely impossible. Uh, so please continue to support us on Patreon and thank you to our existing supporters. Honestly, it's wonderful. It's great. You're helping us through. Um, we'll continue to produce content uh, and I think we always want to do a giveaway uh, double <laughs> Once we have so enough money, we will give it away. <laughs> we will do a giveaway. We'll do a giveaway. We'll do a giveaway. Um, but yeah, been great. We'll, we'll be back next week, inshallah, probably a bit sooner. Um, unless we start doing Thursdays, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So play by ear. Um, and as always for us, it was great to catch up with you and it was also great to uh, be in touch with our yeah. listeners. So I think our internet is Likewise. actually starting to fail us because I feel like we're out of sync. So let's call it a night before it gets to out of sync. I think <laughs> it might be my end, bro, yeah. to be honest. Um, so who knows? Um, it could be me. Right. Well, there we go. Until next time, guys, remember to shake it up if things start fizzling out. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>